It's beginning to look a lot like the real take at this time of year. But Ross has now left the show to strike it out on his own. Sinead and I'll have made the podcast grow. But at Christmas time, you want your friends to be near. So they've invited him over. For the brand new grand opening, it'll really be such a thing of the real take tower. You don't like flying, do you? No, where'd you get that idea? You want to know the secret of successful air travel? After you get where you're going, take off your shoes and socks, then you take off your pants and your shirt, then you're totally naked and you walk around in the room barefoot and make fists with your buttocks. Fists? With your buttocks? Maybe it's not a fist when it's your buttocks. I mean like this. Work out that time zone tension. Better than a cup of coffee and a hot shower. I know it sounds crazy. Trust me, I've been doing it for nine years. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're about to begin our descent and would ask all passengers to fasten their seat belts, put their tray tables in the upright position, and refrain from clenching their buttocks. We know that you have a choice when you travel back to visit your ex-podcast hosts, and we would like to thank you for choosing our airline. Successful ex podcast host? I'm Ross. Ah, I'm Argyle. I'm your limo driver. Hey, that's a nice bag. And a nice trombone case. And is that a drum kit? It's just a snare. Uh, Argyle, don't you carry this stuff? Oh, do I? Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to help me, man. My first time driving a limo for a wine <laughs> That's okay. This is my first time riding one. Just kick back and relax, man. We have everything that you need. We have CD, we have CB, we have TV, we have VHS, we have FDR, we have JFK, we have MLK, we have OBL, we have RBJ, we have RDJ, we have CPU, we have DOS, we have RAM. Uh, anyway, so uh, what brings you out here to the coast? I'm meeting up with my old podcast co-hosts. They got an offer from a big company. Uh, I want to stay small. Talk about films I liked. You know, Sausage Party, Blank Check. I like watching movies on a, a Sunday morning. They want to go all highbrow. And I got six months backlog of movies about perverted preteens and sexy hot dog buns. They got all intellectual. Oh, oh you mean that they, that you thought that they wouldn't make it out here? and that they'd come crawling back to you. Well, from what I've heard, what I've read in the newspapers, if they're involved in that big podcast event downtown, they're probably doing okay. Do you mind if I play some music? How about some Christmas music? That is Christmas music. Hey there, film fans, and welcome to our very festive episode of The Real Take. Now stick them up, Santa. That's it. Drop the presents nice and slow. Don't bother radioing for help from the elves. It's over, big man. The Real Take hosts are officially on the naughty list. This year, forget the Christmas cheer. It's all about action, big explosions, ridiculous plot lines, and cheesy one-liners as we bring you an action-packed, 
festive episode. Let's roll titles. Sit down and grab a glass. Sinead Ross and Niall have made a podcast. It's the real take, breaking it down. Having fun and talking movies. Talking movies. Yes, it is the real take. It is a festive episode, but this year we have gone all tough guy as we discuss action-packed Christmas music movies even. And I'm joined by two of the baddest movie critics around. Ross and Niall here. How are you getting on, guys? Good. You mean baddest as in bestest? Goddest. Bestest, baddest. Yeah, but bad, bad, in, bad in the yeah, best way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I have to say, I love a good action movie set at Christmas time. I mean, you know, Die Hard's probably the best one that's up there. You know, it adds to the whole kind of just like run amok at Christmas time. Well, now, Forget the festive softly, cheer. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, there's a lot of softly, softly Christmas movies. Yeah. I heard a Christmas movie with a set of baubles on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're like, I mean, uh, listener, listeners will realise that Die Hard <laughs> is our inspiration for this year's Christmas episode. But there's a bit of debate about whether or not it is a Christmas movie. So where do you guys fall on that? Oh, it's a Christmas movie. 100%. That yeah, that's over years ago. I think Bruce Willis has come out and said it. Like, yeah, no, that's not a, that's not an argument anymore. It's their sure. Christmas party. Okay. They're at that's their Christmas the... party. That's the first thing. Right. Yeah. It's snowing. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's mm, it's not it? really snowing. No, it's uh, L.A. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's the first one. Um, is, the, is the second one it's snowing? Second it's one snowing, it's snowing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you see, yeah. they're all the one to me. Die Hard, right. one, two, three. The whole well, I shebang. wouldn't consider Die Hard 3 a Christmas movie. Well, not 3, not... maybe. Okay, Die Hard 1 and 2. <laughs> Die Hard 1 and 2, and two yeah, yeah. are Christmas both films. Christmas movies. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, you shouldn't consider Christmas a Christmas party. movie now, would you? I, I would now, and uh, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no better, uh, better example in that it has inspired a Christmas movie this year. Yes. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Violent Night, which, have we all seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it myself, yeah. Yeah, and I've seen it too, so, yeah. So this was, I guess, the inspiration for uh, this episode. So, yeah, directed from uh, directed by Tommy Workola, who's a Finnish director, I think. Yeah. And uh, starring David Harbour as Santa Claus, John Louis Gazamo, Beverly D'Angelo, and, uh, yeah, it's basically Die Hard with Santa, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Die Hard with Santa. It absolutely is. And, um, you know, when I saw the, the trailer for this, like, first of all, I was like, David Harbour as, you know, forget Billy Bob Thornton's bad Santa. This guy is <laughs> so bad, but like with a heart of gold at the same time. It's just, it, it's absolutely brilliant. I was sold straight away on that. And I loved the added elements that it goes into. Like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kind of, you know, different takes on, you know, well, who was Santa and what's his origin story? You know what I mean? We talk about heroes and their origin mm. story and, and how they all began. This one, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's really good where they go, I think, with that. <laughs> yeah, um, really surprising. Terms, yeah. <laughs> it's not really, like it, an origin story you would have heard of Santa before. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, it's like, it's such a commentary as well on, you know, he's so exhausted and jaded by just little dickhead kids who just <laughs> all they want is video games or cash and they don't That's care right, yeah. anymore and it's so he materialistic. talks about you see refers to them as junkies doesn't yeah, he, he goes he they're does. little yeah. junkies they're just they're never happy with what yeah. they get like they want the next thing the next thing yeah yeah and, and david harper does an amazing job of balancing the fact where you could believe he's a grizzled santa where he's like this i hate kids you can also also see how he maybe one time was a jolly yeah <laughs> santa yeah. and he's also kind of believable as a as a you know when he's you know when things turn into a violent night he's kind of believable in that realm as well i think <laughs> yeah oh he's he's you know it's like initially you're kind of going right come on santa your ass is getting handed to you do you know what i mean but then until he gets something we're just going to say weapon <laughs> Things kick <laughs> off, you know, from there. And uh, well, I loved the little nod as well to, to Home Alone with the little kid. Um, 
because basically like just to, to quickly the, the premise essentially of this is that a ridiculously wealthy dickhead let's say family they're horrible <laughs> they're all horrible yeah. uh, they get uh, taken hostage because they have crap loads of money basically in a vault in their house and um, Santa just happens to be doing his rounds and uh, he gets embroiled in the whole thing because there's a good kid at the centre of all of this who needs his help basically and he decides to kind of really put on his you know get his ass kicking pants <laughs> yeah and 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 he really he finds the, the true meaning of christmas he does doesn't yeah, he? it's a yeah. hammer to the face if you're a bad guy you know what i mean um but what i loved as well was you know this santa is surly you know he's peeing over the side of the sleigh he's getting sick he's drinking up all your liquor he's going into your like uh you know your massage chairs and just having the laugh he's fecking the presents under the tree he doesn't care like and then it's like oh there's so much more actually to him and it's like you know a bit more kind of uh, revealed as, as the plot goes on but I just loved it I mean it had ridiculous over the top uh, liners from the bad guy who decides to call himself Scrooge yeah <laughs> uh, John for... Louis Gazamo is great brilliant in it absolutely brilliant and uh, you have that you have the ridiculous explosions you've got all that you know you've got all of the fight sequence which are very uh, gory and violent which I think if people have seen uh, other movies by this director, The Trip, you know, it's got that really over the top, almost comical violence. You're laughing at it, but you're looking away mm. at the same time. At the it's same time, it that, you know, something that, you know, that's so over like it would, a kid couldn't watch this, I think. It's, <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh, know, God. No. So if a kid watches bad, this, right. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> like, let's yeah. go and see that new movie about Santa. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, a few people made that mistake a few years ago with Bad Santa. I think parents accident, you know, accidentally brought their kids. To <laughs> oh see God! That. Okay, like the the clue is in the title. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Also, yeah. don't show your kids uh, gremlins because, uh, yeah, spoiler yeah. alert: Santa is ruined <laughs> in that movie as well. Um, I actually I remember during uh, watching that with us, and it was actually around Christmas time as well. I think or co- in the coming up to it. Thank God she was very gullible because. We were just like I, I'd for completely forgotten about the scene. The, the, the yeah. certain scene. You're yeah, and about, I was yeah. going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I looked at Derek, and we looked at her, and she hadn't copped it. And we were like, "I think we dodged <laughs> a bullet there. Let's change the subject." Yeah. So yeah, where's the wise? No, no gremlins. No, no. Um, but yeah, it was really, really excellent. I uh, just loved it, and I think it's going to be up there as a Christmas classic that I'm going to go back to again and again. I'm going to put the Christmas classic stamp of approval on it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's it's one that's going to... Because you often wonder about these Christmas movies, especially if Santa is involved, how much of a, a shelf life they're going to have. But they will have a shelf life for years and years and years if they're good. And this is a really good one, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's it's just great fun. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it too. It's the, it's the kind of thing that you're going to get a bit of a laugh. If you're sitting around at Christmas and this may not be available at home, you know, by by Christmas Day this year. But next year, if you're sitting at home and you might be with a couple of aunties or with your parents or something like that, and you want to give them a bit of a shock or something. <laughs> oh, no, 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 a lovely Christmas. And don't tell them the name. Say, I think it's called Silent Night, but it's lovely. And just put it on and see what reaction you get. Oh, God. Yeah, no, this is the one that my dad would love, but my mother would be like, you know, watching from behind her hands, definitely. <laughs> That's yeah. shocking, cruel. Shocking. What's he doing with that hammer? It's not very nice. Yeah, but yeah. definitely, if you haven't seen it, people, seek it out. It's, it's fantastic. It's, and definitely go to the cinema. Go to the cinema and see yeah, it. Really yeah, I yeah. mean, what better time of year to, to head out and see something? Maybe don't bring the kids, as no, you say, no. but... Huh. Yeah. No. My favourite part of the whole movie was a simple throwaway pun where he goes, ho, ho, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was loads of that, wasn't there? There was there loads was, of that. And I say, I loved the little nod to Home Alone because uh, the little kid is after watching Home Alone and she sets up these uh, booby traps. And there's one particularly horrific scene where the guy, uh, one of the bad guys is running after and he's like, oh, you know, I see your silly, ridiculous booby traps. And then he doesn't know what's coming next. Yeah. And it was fairly oh. horrific. I won't spoil it, but yeah. Uh, I it was, reminds me yeah. of Mythbusters did an episode where... Do you remember that show Mythbusters <laughs> that they used to be on? 
Oh, and yeah. They were talking about it because obviously in Home Alone, you know, they take a brick to the head and they walk up and they're like, oh, that kid hit me or whatever like that. In real life, it'd crack your skull and you'd probably die. That's very much a realistic take on Home Alone in this one, I would say. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's very, yeah. Very graphic. <laughs> if, very if realistic. If Home Alone was that graphic, it, it probably would just yeah it would take the maybe would it take the fun out of it yeah probably would of that maybe but it adds to it in this one it definitely would yeah so from violent nights not silent night to your pick ross or sorry your pick niall it's a silent partner tell us about this that's right yeah from 1979 silent partner directed by daryl duke starring elliot gould christopher Plummer, susanna york this movie stars Elliot Gould as a Toronto bank clerk, right, uh, who realises that one day as he's working, he's very unhappy in his job. He wor- He's working in the bank. He, he realises that the department store Santa, who is outside his bank every day, is acting very strangely. And he realises that he is kind of planning on doing a, a bank heist, right? He's casing the joint in preparation for a hold-up. And he has this idea. He's struck by an inspiration. Why can't he personally steal some of the money, right, before Santa gets his hands on it, okay? And uh, the opening premise of the silent partner, really, which is what I've kind of just covered, it drifts into a lot of kind of deep waters, a lot of kind of you've got blackmail, you've got loyalty, you've got things like poetic justice coming in. But uh, I don't really want to give away a lot of the plot. You've ne- you have you seen this film, either of you? No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I mean to sit down it, and watch it, but I haven't seen it. As of yet. It's really, really good. And Elliot Gould is is an actor who I'm fascinated by because he was huge in the 70s. Mm. And kind of faded away a little bit, you know. And I love Christopher Christopher Plummer. He is great as a bad guy, and he is a very bad guy in this. And uh, you know, he is the he is the thief that Elliot Gould, who has this nebbishy kind of bank teller, is going up against. And Christopher Plummer kind of goes, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down if you like." So you got these two characters going up against each other and it's all about really trying to who who will get one up over on the other so i mean it it was a, a canadian movie that uh that um became like i i people have said it it's like a tax shelter film which means it was made in canada because they wanted mm. to kind of get uh get uh, a little bit of kind of tax relief from the government there but um it it is such a compelling thriller like i remember seeing this um when i was kind of very young i guess because santa was on the the cover of the <laughs> of the vhs box Bad you know? santa before and I kind of went, time gonna be, yeah. <laughs> but it was and i kind of went oh this is not but then years later i went back and watched it again and i really appreciated like just it's such a taut thriller there's um now it's very very 70s i guess you know you've got uh you've got these two like i do like elliot Gould. i think he's a really good actor Mm. christopher Plummer is an actor i i would watch in anything and he's great in this and if you've not seen this and you're looking for a thriller something different that has a Christmassy feel to it then I can't uh, I can't say I I can't recommend the silent partner more so it's a film that nobody really seems to know about but uh, I, I guess it's just my my uh, my remembrance of that uh, video box that keeps it in my head there you go. It sounds like something different, all right, for Christmas. Mm. And uh, I gotta say, I yeah. am curious. I was, I, I might check it out actually in the in in the interim because Elliot Gould would be someone that you know. This is pure basic of me that I'd mainly know as Monica and Ross's dad from Friends, mm-hmm. or I know him from the Ocean's yes. Eleven yeah. film series. Um, but I always found uh, every time he was on screen, I found his presence real, char- really charming. I, I, I'd be curious to see what he's like as a young man. 
leading a movie. Well, he's and like this is even like this wouldn't be even this would be him in not even his the the start of his career. This would be mm. kind of I guess the middle of his career, I suppose. Um, but he is uh, I I I like he was a huge sex symbol really wow and, okay. i mean i'm not I, like uh, of course i'm not the one to judge but you know what i mean but you can see like like he was married to barbara streisand and he was the was number he? one yeah number one uh box office star of his day and all this and he has had been in all these movies and uh and he his career straddled uh um, what would you say every genre you know what I mean like this is a thriller but you could see him in kids movies you could see him in you know comedies you could see him whatever and uh, he was a, he was a, an actor that I was fascinated always fascinated by and always enjoyed in everything I saw him in okay you have to seek that one out The Silent Partner fantastic Silent Partner yeah and Christopher Plummer come on yeah Love Christopher Plummer. I've never seen him as a bad guy, though, actually. I don't What? Think. He's always bad guys. Is he? But, like, very bad guys? Yeah. I'm trying to think well, of all the stuff. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of Star Trek. Star ah, okay. Trek there you go. You've lost me. <laughs> Star Trek I mean? VI. The, the Undiscovered Country. Yeah. <laughs> all right. My eyes are already glazing over. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> It was beginning to look a lot like cocaine. Niall just loved the stuff. Sinead would have Ross come back and get the old team on track. But Niall just loved the devil's tantrum so. Now it looks like there are party crashers. What is going on? Is it politics their main aim? Or wealth that they'd like to gain? We need to see how it ends. Niall, what are you doing in my office? I, I just had to make a quick, uh, a quick call, and this was the the nearest phone. Well, I just hope you brought your A game. Everything has to go perfectly tonight. The opening of the Real Take Tower will put our podcast on the map, and we can finally lord it over Ross because he was foolish enough to leave. How's the deal with Bolivia coming along? Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. El Jefe says that uh, on every podcast, we'll be on every podcast provider throughout the country. Hey, I hope I'm not interrupting. Ross! Oh my god! It's uh, so good to see you. Can I get you anything? Food? Cake? Sexy hot dog? I'm fine. You're throwing quite a party. Uh, well, actually, it's it's kind of a double celebration. We closed a pretty big deal today, and uh, a lot of it was due to me. I was hoping you made that flight, Ross. I was hoping you were hoping that. Show, show, show him the watch, eh? Come on, show him. Yeah. What are you embarrassed? <laughs> See, I, I have one of them too. A little token of appreciation from our new podcast producers for all of our hard work that we've done here on the podcast since you left. Is there a place I can go and wash up? Sure, uh, down the hall. Ladies and gentlemen... Ladies and gentlemen, due to the Real Take podcast's legacy of greed around the globe, they are about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. You will all be witnesses. Where is Mr. O'Brien? 
Niall Amond Aloysius O'Brien Born 1975, Silver Swimming Certificate 1982, Boy Scout Woodcraft Merit Badge 1989, Co-President of the Real Take Trading Company, Vice Chairman of the Real Take Investment Group, Owner of a cat that he has not named because he thinks it would be overstepping their relationship. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Nile O'Brien. How do you do? It is a pleasure to meet you. Nice suit. John Phillips, London. It's, uh, Penny, Penny's from Jahada. Franco, you and Fritz take the body upstairs and out of sight. So we are moving on to the year 2000 and Deception. Or is it Reindeer Games? Well, it's something. It's an action crime thriller uh, directed by John Frankenheimer in his final feature directorial outing. God bless him. Uh, before his death in 2002. Written by Aaron Kruger, he wrote Arlington Road, Scream 3, uh, The Ring, Transformers, movies like that. So what the hell happened with this is all I'm going to say. Right, this star is Ben Affleck. Well, uh, I, I think Transformers probably... Ah, uh, uh, no, listen, you know. that's good <laughs> compared to this reindeer shenanigans. Ben, ben Affleck, uh, Charlize Theron, uh, also... Um, Dan- Donald Logue is in this as well. Gary Sinise. Um, and I mean, this is the man, right, who directed the original, you know, Maturian candidate, French Connection. He's the pioneer of the modern day political tr- thriller. And then Reindeer Games is his la- last outing. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's not it's not a, a nice legacy to, to, to finish off with. Spoiler alert for, for what I think of this. Um, OK, so... Don't play your cards so close to your chest. Oh, listen, <laughs> Reindeer Games. There's going to be no games with this. It's going to be straight to the point. Uh, so Prison Cellmates, Nick Casty, um, played by James Frain, and Reedy Duncan, played by Ben Affleck. They are two days from release, and Nick has been... Uh, pen pals, let's say, with a beautiful young woman named Ashley Mercer. Although they've never met... But Nick plans to meet Ashley as soon as he's released. Um, whoever really has plans to kind of join his family or whatever for Christmas. Hence the loose Christmas setting of this film. Uh, during a fight between the prisoners, uh, Nick is killed, however, while trying to protect Rudy. Uh, and on release, I mean, really, Rudy should just, you know, pack up a suitcase, go home to his family. But no, what does he do? He decides to pretend to be Nick in order to meet Ashley because... Why not? He's got nothing else to do. And she's Charlize Theron. Uh, the two quickly hook up and then are swiftly kidnapped by Gabriel, uh, Ashley's gang leader brother. I smell twisty twisties coming that aren't really twists. He tells Rudy that the gang composed of, get this now, I mean, talk about Santa's reject reindeers, Pug, Merlin and Jumpy. <laughs> Uh, they're planning to rob a casino where Nick used to work remember Nick he's not really Nick though Uh, he's deception going to prison before going to prison Uh, Rudy protests that he's not Nick uh, but Ashley reveals that she wrote to him knowing Gabriel would use him for the robbery Uh, so realising that the gang will likely kill him if he doesn't kind of do something for them uh, he pretends you know okay I'm really Nick and he goes along with the whole shenanigans Um. He devises a robbery plan based on Nick's prison cell stories. Handy, handy that, uh, you know, Nick divulged all of his secrets in the cell and uh, tells Gabriel the biggest loot is in the powwow, the powwow safe. And manager uh, John, John, or sorry, Jack Bang. I mean, his name is Jack Bang. Love it. Uh, Gabriel <laughs> wants uh, Rudy to draw a map of the casino, but uh, then he says, oh, they remodeled the whole thing. That's why I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, at the casino, he um, almost uh, gets caught by Mr. Jack Bang's, uh, but escapes by doing the old switcheroo. He switches clothes with a randomer. <laughs> I mean, by Ashton Kutcher. Hope you are suspending your disbelief, people. Uh, <laughs> however, 
uh, they discovered that the casino was never remodeled. It's been the same since it opened. And what happens for the rest of the movie is one ridiculous plot after the next. I'm ready. No, I'm Nick. I'm ready. I'm Nick. Oh, my God. Somebody kill him already. Uh, you know, in the movies as well, though, where the bad guy reveals his entire plot to the guy whose head uh, he has the gun pointed at. Basically, that's this movie. It's just like, stop telling us your deliciously evil plan and just do it. And from word go, I'm sorry, Charlize Theron has double cross and bitch written all over her. She's in it all along. <laughs> Shock horror. Oh, guys, I don't know. I At times I was like, is this movie trying to take the piss? Because it actually would be better if it was just like an out and out kind of just... This is, you know, a piss take. Really, yeah, I think it works so much better. Yeah. Uh, like Ben Affleck, God bless him, he's doing his uh, big boy uh, <laughs> overacting is what I'm going to call this. Uh, <laughs> and it's hard to watch. And I know it's 2000s, Ben, you know. Uh, he's done Good Will Hunting. He's done, you know, has, Chasing yes, Amy. But yeah. he's done all the other He's established stuff. himself. Yeah. But he's done, you know, things like Bounce and... What's that awful one that he yeah. did with Jennifer Lopez? Uh, you know, it's around that time. Oh, you know? oh Gigli. 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 Yeah. Gigli. Yeah. Gigli. Uh, oh, sorry. Not Jiglo. Jiggly. Whatever it's called. It's pronounced Gigli, everybody. <laughs> Come on. A future but, spotlight episode. Gigli. Oh, God. But the problem is, like most bad movies, the script is awful. Like, I don't understand what, you know, what happened with this because like these as I say talented director talented writer have proven their merit in other things what happened here I think they should have just uh, yeah I don't know I think maybe they had problems from the from the get-go because it was called deception and then it was like okay let's remarket this maybe for a Christmas audience mm. I don't know what happened mm. with it but it's daft and the big reveal at the end is just daft <laughs> oh so, so silly Makes the only sense. thing that this has going for it is the action sequences because I, I love don't it over the top think action I sequence. saw I don't think I saw the same film as both mm. of you this is <laughs> oh no action oh, not a chance you like oh, this movie no, it's a Amazing, and Go then on, make he your, walks down. Make like, your case. you know, it, it's it's you know, it's 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 a redemptive story. Oh, of, stop! Of a man oh, who shit. needs to reconnect not only like with his own life, but with it's everyone society else. Society after and, leaving prison. Yeah, yeah. But like, why did he and pretend then, to be someone else the, then? For God's sake! Well, because he had no choice. Where was his his own family? So I mean, really, and then the ending, like I. Look, no, it's a long time since I've seen it. And then, uh, like, he walks down and he puts... I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, he spoil it. He puts the money in, in the feckin' mailbox. Is so Which stupid. was very unbelievable. Because he was lying to be someone else just so he could get laid a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> plus, if you get yeah. all that money after all that he's gone through, which was horrific, yeah. God bless him, money you're around. not putting money in mailboxes. That's no. the beauty of Christmas that's the spirit of Christmas that he was doing he's getting rid of his dirty yeah. money that's what he's doing yeah. well, oh. I tell you what I would have done if I was Gary Sinise after three minutes after picking up Ben Affleck after he tried to hung, hoodwink me like that I would have shot shot, shot him in the face kneecaps yeah. yeah or the kneecaps kneecaps is a good yeah. one yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Why, oh, I don't man. know why he was doing the Jack White Megan White where he's pretending to be her sis oh, her brother yeah. do you know Daft. I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm not in a crew with you guys because like you're just you're not uh, you're not so gonna support me. Well, first of all, if you're in jail, you're gonna go off with Ross's girlfriend. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna be the yeah. one that does that. Hi, I'm Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I let I me, enjoy sausage party and blank check. Let me tell you, if I'm the Charlize Theron character in this, I am shooting you. Do you know what I mean? I am put it's not there's no deception. It's just going to be like, this is what it is. Bang, bang. Oh, look, I have the money now. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was such a bizarrely complicated plot yeah, as well. Yeah, so ridiculous. Even Charlie's like, theory on. So what do you, like, Yeah. Is, is it the script or is it John uh, Frankenheimer? Now, I think it's like, John Frankenheimer. Has a good track record. Right. Do you know what I mean? He does, yeah, but, yeah, but like the big ones are back in the day, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are, I suppose. Like, Maybe he, he just also, was, he was... He was brought in for, like, infamously, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, yeah. If you've ever seen that one, which is, like, uh, I think Richard Stanley was the original director, and then he was brought in to kind of rescue it. And it's an awful film. Mm. Like, it's a terrible film. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just kind of 
in his twilight years. He had a good heyday and then it just went mm. downhill. But like, why? Maybe lasting- look. I mean, I I can't I can't fault him. Like if like if I get to my heyday, whenever that is, huh? I would go. Yeah, just give me a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, direct maybe your it's, film. Well, yeah, maybe that's absolutely. It. Yeah, Santa's doing a a thing on a, a casino. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, but so like... it's going to be the guy from Apollo thirteen, and it's going to and and oh, th- that kid who just won an Oscar. Yeah. I yeah. I don't For know what any of those things mean. Is what John Frankenheimer <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He would just go. Well, okay. He put all the blame with him as well. Sign, not, sign the check. Yeah. Everything about this movie is bad. I do think there there may be something in there that's a good story, mm. well well hidden. It's the fact that they went kept going backwards and forwards and backwards yeah. and forwards the whole way through it. That, right. that really messed yeah, it, it just up. Did, it, yeah. Well, it did there could have been something. Yeah, it could have been yeah. something like the writer of Arlington Road. Are you fucking kidding me? Like writes this. Like that's just bizarre to me. That was good. Arlington Road is good. Yeah, yeah Arlington Road's a great movie. Like, I don't mm. understand what happened. What happened with Reindeer Games slash Deception? Well, the only thing I can sometimes, say is like, studios. Sometimes studios writers write. <laughs> yeah, sometimes writers write things and then studios get involved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd so. say that's what it was. They're like, no, make it I a Christmas time. I think he also time. wrote Dumbo, the, the Tim Burton Dumbo, so. Oh. Did I see that one? Yep. Tim Burton Dumbo. I think Reindeer, Dame, Reindeer Games would be ripe for a remake. I think yes. Good, I think it would yeah. make a good film. It would be you good. Call yeah. it Deception. I think, like. <laughs> I actually think Reindeer Games we are, would be better we are, name. We are focusing now on, like, action movies, like, and obviously Violent Noise is the reason but I think yeah. that uh, there should be more action movies. They should. Uh, yeah. Set around Christmas, yeah. There's yeah. something iconic about someone doing a robbery job dressed as Santa's as well, mm. which mm. I think looks great. Yeah, it's like all the presidents in the Point Break movie robbing a bank. It looks cool. It's kind of iconic. Yeah. Having a bunch of Santa Claus doing a job together is a great visual. You yeah. should you should watch Silent Partner then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch Silent Partner, so. not Reindeer Games. No. You know? Mm. Ah, is there nothing to recommend? It? I said li- literally the action sequences. Uh, okay, are the best right. thing about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and the, the cast, odd, like the, the cast, are good, here. aren't they? Well, what they're about, doing their best. God bless them. What <laughs> about Gary Sinise's wig? Because he, he's <laughs> I'm got all a for fairly, that. Okay. <laughs> Gary Sinise just looks better with longer hair. He like, does. If, did you not see him as a <laughs> depressed? Think so? A depressed. Um, what you call it? Uh, Vietnam vet in 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 oh yes in yeah, Forrest yeah. Gump. He's better yeah. in Forrest Gump when he, mm. he has the long hair. Yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just, Even Charlize Theron though recently was like, "What the hell was I doing?" And then she goes, "I just wanted to work with uh, you know Frankenheimer." John Frankenheimer, yeah. yeah. And look, sometimes I guess it it's a case of uh, you know these directors, these iconic directors have their best work behind them. Yeah. But it is the most. I mean, I know it's two thousand. It looks so 90s, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Look yeah. at the poster. Yeah. And it's Affleck. And, and, and you Tehran. know it's that. It's that guy who's doing the voiceover as well. <laughs> the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, if you want an action movie at Christmas, this is what you, you have to watch. Yeah. Look at Yeah. It's one of it's, it's, it's Does it fall into your Sunday movie watching lazy ah. watching not, uh, Ross? Because that it is almost the thing. would. It almost, almost okay. would if it was a bit better, and I mean, a, a good better. bit better. <laughs> yeah, a good bit better. It would because I actually okay. do like the like I do like Gary Sinise. Mm. You know, I I do like uh, Donald Logue. I do like Charlie mm-hmm. Saran. Um, yeah. You know, I do like Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck, <laughs> as my husband calls him, can't stand him. <laughs> oh really? Ben Affleck. He's a ah oh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> he can't yeah. cope is, he, is he calling them that's like saying Ben has lots of money I know yeah <laughs> that, he just calls like, Ben oh, Danny Trejo as well, well Trejo's in this as well he's, of course he's, ma- he's, he's married to Jennifer Jenny Lopez from the now, so yeah he's plenty <laughs> of Dennis money. Farina as well oh it's yeah, a yeah, great yeah. cast yeah well, like, that's but, the thing great script great director yeah. great you know a like, great writer anyway uh, yeah, great director maybe not great script yeah. and uh, you know great cast what the hell just you know something went wrong do you think you'd like it more on a Sunday morning if it was called Deception? No, I prefer it being no. called Reindeer Games. I think Reindeer Games is a great name for a, a movie. Ah. Yeah, but I it's think like a spoof, Deception. Deception a spoof, just sounds... 
you know, like make it police academy, but in like that. Do you know what I mean? They made the comedy version, as you were pointing out, yeah. that would be fantastic yeah. because they made it this overly complicated thing. If they really laid into that and made it funny, All but didn't tell Ben Affleck like it was a comedy, so yeah. he acted exactly the same. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Who else would you cast in that, though, Ross? I would leave the cast exactly as, yeah, so as it is. So I'd have Ben Affleck in a separate trailer. And then I'd be like, lads, James Frain, Isaac Hayes, Ashton Kutcher, Gary Sinise, come here. Come here. Charlie's, Charlie's, come here, come here, come here. It's a comedy. Yeah, don't tell Ben. <laughs> ben, baby, uh, baby, bring that Oscar with you. Come here, we're making a movie. This is going to make you a star. Uh, That's what I do. Yes, Fantastic. I would be yeah. all for that. Sign that up. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Do you know what? Listening to both of you, I'm going to watch it in this holiday, <laughs> holiday season. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to go, they were wrong. Look at this. Look at the rich depth of character oh, God. that has that I see with this fantastic cast. Look at Gary Sinise's hair flowing as he <laughs> in the shakes snow. His hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Gary Sinise's hair doesn't annoy me as much as well. First of all, Ben Affleck goes in costume into the casino, yeah, and he's wearing dressed up as a cowboy, kind of, and he's wearing a fake beard, <laughs> yeah, and obviously fake beard. But then he swaps the costume with Ashton Kutcher. I forgot it was Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, but he's wearing like he's meant to have an actual beard, but it's clearly also a fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so stupid. stupid it really is oh. now you do know like Niall is just going to say he loves it now just because yeah, hey guys he is, uh, it's yeah. Christmas yeah. it's Christmas if you genuinely watch this movie and genuinely <laughs> like, I genuinely like, like it I have I'll seen it I watched it I watched it when it came out ah, I never watched it since that's ago yeah. yeah I know yeah. That's that was two, yeah. 22 Niall. years ago that's tw- 2000 yeah. Niall who you know yeah. Isn't I know. So wizened. Actually, twenty twenty two Nile kind of, you know, he he vibes with two thousand Nile. No, does he? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Saying here is released in February as well, which makes no what? sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, something had. Oh, I read up about that. There was something to do with what had come out at the same time at Christmas, <laughs> and they were like, "Ah, we can't do it at Christmas now." Oh. Oh, I it's another movie of... about Christmas. <laughs> we can't. I can't. Something. I can't think of what it was though that was coming out, and it was basically like going to be in direct competition or something. Yeah. Oh, but the, having a Christmas movie in February makes no sense. Like, you'd rather um, have it in, like... Yeah, but, you know, this episode is coming out in February. Now a terrorist team has taken them hostage. What are they to do? Ross has escaped into the air vents, what a coup. I'm dying hard to see this story through. It's beginning to look a lot like Die Hard. The film they're ripping off. There's a Hans Gruber character. The plot is the same for sure. Let's hope there's not a lot more to endure. Miss Brassel, how do you do? My name is Hansel Gretel. Please forgive my interruption and my execution of one of your co-hosts, but I'm here for the key codes to your podcast back catalogue. Over the last three years, the Real Take podcast has become one of the foremost film podcasts. The exactness, the attention to every foreseeable detail, perfection. So the master copies of your episodes have become extremely valuable on the dark web. I plan to use the money I accrue by obtaining and selling them as NFTs to finance my terrorist operation. Because I'm definitely not just a thief. I am definitely a terrorist. Because that is so much better. And when Alexander saw the breadth of his blockchain domain, he wept, for there were no more NFTs to sell. The benefits of a YouTube Premier subscription. Nine one one. What's the nature of your emergency? 
I'm at the opening of the Real Take podcast tower, and terrorists have taken over the building. Or they might just be thieves, that's kind of up in the air. Attention whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fudging shin, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? No, you sound like you're pre-watershed on ITV. Look, lady, I was in the washroom when they took over and managed to get into the air vents. I just saw one of my ex-podcast hosts get shot in the head, and he knew so much more about film than me. Now send police back up ASAP. Sir, I've already told you this is a reserved channel. Mr. Rossley, can you hear me? I'm afraid that we are now jamming all cellular communication outside the building. I believe you were a late addition to this evening's guest list. Just another film podcaster who saw too many movies hung over on a Sunday, I suspect. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he is a child who has a blank check, or that maybe he is a lord of Dogtown. Actually, I was always partial to Sausage Party. I really dug those sexy buns. Do you really think there's your chance against us, Mr. Hot Dog? Yippee-ki-yay, Melon Farmer. Unless you surrender yourself to me, in the next 15 minutes I shall shoot your remaining ex-podcast host, Miss Brassel. The choice is yours. So, from reindeer games to the old jolly fat man himself, Ross, what have you got for us? (laughs) (laughs) She is, of course, referring to Santa Claus, not Ross, who is simply retaining some winter weight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we all put it on this time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, we're talking about Fat Man, which is a 2020 American black comedy action film. So, if you're wondering where... Mel Gibson's career is after he did said a couple of oopsies. <laughs> this is where he is. This is why you don't get drunk and say things like that. Um, he's in Fat Man, which is it's a it basically follows Mel Gibson as Santa. So that's <laughs> just to get that over with. Mel Gibson is Santa in this movie, which took me a while to get used to. And he actually, instead of living in the North Pole, he lives in a place called North Peak in Alaska. And he, you know, he has his Christmas present shop up there with his wife, Ruth. And he's finding how Santa gets funded in this movie is he gets income from the US government. And I presume other governments as well but the reason why he gets financed from the government is they see um his, his what his, they see his christmas brand as adding so much to the economy because so much more people go out and spend money so they're keen for him to continue his christmas uh his annual christmas tradition of of delivering presents to all the good boys and girls um around the world or in their case their vested interest case in the united states so they pay him money to continue doing that um he he finds his income is going down though because the chil- too many children are becoming vicious and don't have christmas spirit and he's delivering less toys to them because there's so many bold boys and girls as such his whole production um, in Norpeak is 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 facing closure, so he has to think of a way around it. So he manages to stay open by agreeing to produce weaponry for the United States government. <laughs> <laughs> in his Santa. Now that's some reindeer making. games. Yeah, that's some reindeer <laughs> games. We are talking about action Christmas movies. An action, Let's yeah, go with yeah. it. Yeah. So he is now a weapons producer. He's like Lord of War. Well, that's an arms dealer, but he's no different, really. Um, as well as that, we have a concurrent... We have, an, we have another um, storyline going on at the same time where um, we have a young boy, um, Chance is his name. Uh, sorry, uh, Billy is his name. He's a spoiled little rich kid who'll do anything... He wants to uh, to get to the top, like he kidnaps a, a a co-student because he didn't doesn't win the science fair, and he'll hire a hitman to do his dirty work for him. And he's only like you know 
I'm not good at telling kids' age, but he's like 10 years old, maybe. <laughs> he's such he's a little this bastard. old as, as Ross holds his hand going. Yeah, you know, I did, a, and then I realised. He's this old. <laughs> he's that old. Uh, yeah. um, so he's like a young kid, but he's a, a vicious guy, a really vicious kid, and he's robbing money from his, you know, he's rich, but he's robbing it from his his um, elderly grandmother who's who's sick. And he's you he's he's uh, employing the services of um, a hitman called Skinny Man in it, uh, Jonathan Miller. <laughs> he's played by Walton Goggins. You'd recognise him from something like The Hateful Eight, and he's also been in There Would Be Blood and stuff like that. But he's in a load of TV TV series as well. Um, so he's the hitman that he hires. And basically, Billy is is annoyed because Santa has delivered him um, a, a piece of coal because he was bold because he's an awful evil little kid so he hires a hitman to hunt down chris kringle played by ben, mel gibson and kill him and that's like so that's the kind of that's the world we're existing in there where santa claus has taken on a military contact from the u.s government a spoiled little rich kid is pissed off that he got a lump of coal for for christmas from santa and he hires a hitman to kill santa and that's pretty much the story of fat man it sounds like it would be great crack. It sounds like it would be great fun. In the same vein as kind of Violent Night. But it actually isn't. It's not fun at all. It, it, it's weird. It's one of those movies where you're like, okay, I, I, I know the kind of tone they're going to go with, with, it, with it in this movie. It's going to be, you know, funny, over-the-top action. Similar to Violent Night. That's what I was expecting. But it's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like Mel Gibson was in and a completely different movie. He, he was playing like Mel Gibson, the worried dad that you might have seen in Signs or you might have seen in The Patriot or something like that. He was playing that kind of character in this movie where he plays a genuinely worried Santa Claus, genuinely worried about telling the elves <coughs> they'll have to start making, you know, helicopters or something for the US government. <laughs> so he has a real, like, sincere performance. You have the kid who seems to realize what kind of movie he's in and he plays it accordingly which he's correct in doing so you've walton goggins as well who is um walton goggins who uh, I, I think is actually really good in this movie he he treads this really nice balance of being really dangerous and intimidating and horrible on screen but also having like a little fun wink you know, he gets the black humor perfectly but overall the tone of the movie is just I, I don't know what they were going for. It's like it's like someone had an idea and said, that's going to be hilarious. And then just passed it on. And the director, like Chinese Whisper, saw it and just thought it was something <laughs> completely different. And then passed it on to the... It just seems like people were making a completely different movie. Um, have you guys seen this? I have, yeah. I saw, I saw it when it came out. Am um, I being fair? In 20, no, I tell look, and li listening to you, I think you're absolutely fair. Um, I really enjoyed it when I watched it, though. Oh, really? Okay. Because I had not, um, I, and maybe I think it, uh, what would you say? I think um, Violent Night kind of shows it up for what it could have been. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I, 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 and I watched it at home. I streamed it. I didn't, I was just in the mood for some kind of Christmas film that wasn't, uh, full of sugar i suppose yes so um <laughs> when i watched it i didn't mind and you're absolutely right it's got three different uh tones to it mm. like i i mean i i think i i recommended it to you because i know you're a big mel gibson fan and not just because of his political views i think it's <laughs> because of his, his exactly um but i i thought he was great and i think you're absolutely right he's very sincere in this part you yeah. know and then walton goggins is great and then you got this kid who's just you hate all the yeah. way through it but it is it's like a mishmash and you know what i guess watching it at home when i did uh, a couple of years ago i was like yeah i don't mind that these worlds are colliding you know <laughs> because they are like you've literally got the cia come in and and you've got like <laughs> scenes with the elves in and it's like, like oh we seem we like just, a kid's we movie like, weird. yeah, yeah we, we we just like to eat sugar and that's what keeps us going you know <laughs> stuff like that these elves um, are great workers <laughs> yeah yeah and then um you know you've got this ultra like 
I don't want to say ultra realistic, but like a very realistic kind of, um, you know, setup where Santa and his wife lives, and they have this barn, you know. Um, but yeah, like I look, I've not, I've not watched it since. But uh, I, I think I agree exactly with what you're saying, but I disagree with you saying it's, it's not worth watching. Okay. Well, I, I would like I'd say I didn't enjoy it. I wouldn't say it's not worth watching. It, it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. But I think I think Violet Knight might be if you. Because oh no! If you I have presumed, a choice, yeah, yeah. yeah. And how I presumed it was going to be, I thought it was going to be more of that because it's such a ridiculous, you know, premise of a of a movie. I love the premise of the movie. I think it's hilarious. But I was just hoping it would be as hilarious as the premise was. All right, really. And one thing that I will say from this, Walton Goggins, I thought was fantastic in it. I oh, would he's watch pretty, it. He's really good. Yeah, I would watch it. You know what? He would fit in perfectly. You ever see the the uh, TV show? Uh, version of the TV uh, show Fargo. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd be great in that. He would be fantastic. Yeah. He would perfectly. Fit. I would watch a TV I, series. I'll be honest with you. I've the... never seen him uh, do a bad job in anything. So yeah. if you see his name, watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm going. Look, I mean, me and Ross are coming across like we're we're very much on different sides of the fence here. So there's only one way to find out, <laughs> and that is yeah. this Christmas, Sinead, Derek, all the family gather around <laughs> and watch Fat Man, which uh, you know. Maybe not all the family. Maybe yeah, not might, all the family, yeah. Might terrify, you know, your youngest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. He doesn't need yeah. much. He doesn't need much to terrify uh. him. Okay, Hansel. You want me? You got me. Now let Sinead go. Very good, Mr. Hot Dog. I must say, from listening to your podcast, I never would have thought that you would be such a fly in my ointment. Now, if Miss Brassel would be good enough to give me the key codes to your podcast back catalogue, I can be on my way. Forget it, a-hole. Now, now, Miss Brassel. I expected more from you. But I'm afraid I have the upper hand. This time... Mr. Hot Dog does not walk off into the sunset with his taco. It was a sexy hot dog bun, a-hole. No more jokes. Give me the codes, or she gets it between the eyes. Whoa, 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 Hansel. Buddy. We're all friends here. Hey, how about a photo of the two of you to remember the moment? Oh, uh that seemed actually that that would be very nice I have very few photos for posterity where where should we stand just just beside that open window yeah yeah further yeah that's it a little a little further back just just a hair's breadth just a little bit further back uh, here is this good can you get my left side? It is my best side. yippee ki yay melon farmer! Oh! Oh! I didn't realize how far up we were. Well, the episode now is finally over. That's an ode to joy. Ross went and saved the day. Despite what you all may say, his co-hosts think he's actually okay. So we wish you a very Merry Christmas Filled with family, film and friends We will see you in the new year Unless of course that you hear that the real take ends So we hope you enjoyed our action-packed festive episode Happy Christmas, motherfuckers! 
<laughs> You'd be going, hey, melon farmers. <laughs> see you at the movies where there'll be plenty of movies for you to see you at, you fucking melon farmers. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. And happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! Sit down and grab a glass. Sinead Ross and I'll have made a podcast. It's the real take, breaking it down. Having fun and talking movies. Talking movies. You have been listening to The Real Take, presented by Sinead Brassel, Ross Leahy, and Niall O'Brien. Our music was provided by actor, artist, and musician Will Guppy. You can find him on Instagram at will.guppy. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Real Take Podcast. If you would like to contact us to tell us how fantastic we are, you can reach us at therealtakepodcast at gmail.com. See you at the movies.